Hey guys, welcome to the Tanner Stump Lifestyle and Leadership Podcast, where we talk about faith, fitness, and culture-related topics. Hope everybody's having a great week so far. Uh, In today's episode, specifically, we're going to be talking about leadership, what that looks like from a biblical standpoint, uh, but also from a practical standpoint, too. What are some things that we can all grow in in our leadership today, myself included, and how can we get better in certain areas of that leadership? That way we can go out there, meet people right where they're at, and create leaders instead of creating followers today. So if you have a legal pad, if you have an iPad with you, I highly encourage you guys to grab something to write with or to take notes with because this is going to be very noteworthy today. And the preface of this is we're going to be in 1 Timothy 3 uh, and chapter 4 as well too. And I'm reading from the New Learner's Translation. Uh, All jokes aside, the New Living Translation today. And I don't know about you guys, but what I want to preface right now is that For a lot of us today, we're more concerned about the position, the notoriety, more concerned about all those things instead of getting our hands dirty at times, instead of trying to meet people right where they're at, trying to serve, trying to do what Jesus did. Uh, And for so many times uh, in my own life, specifically, I was more flattered with having the leadership title and role instead of trying to meet people right where they're at, trying to accept them right where they're at, trying not to judge, trying to uh, learn, trying to understand and for a lot of us today, we still struggle with that, but how we lead by example and how we be a leader today is showing those vulnerabilities, showing those weaknesses that we have. They actually help us to connect more with people and help us to uh, connect more uh, with their strengths and everything else like that too. And for so many people today, we have a hard time of sharing the personal struggles, uh, the failures, because we want everybody to see the successes and we want everybody to see the highlight reel from a social media perspective too. So that's something that I'm trying to get away from and trying to share with you guys that this is about growth continually every single day. I have not arrived. You have not arrived either. And I don't want people to have the perception that just because we follow Jesus today, just because we follow him and we read Bible and we pray and we go to church or we're in a small group or we're on a surf team, that we have it all together. There's certain areas in my life that I know personally I need to grow in. I could learn to meet people right where they're at better. I could learn to stop being so judgmental and so, uh, just to be bluntly speaking, hypocritical uh, as hell in certain areas of my life when it pertains to limitations and having doubts, but preaching you know, to other people to have faith. So um, let me just encourage you that I've got stuff I got to work on and we all have stuff we need to work on. So 1 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This is a trustworthy saying. As someone aspires to be an elder, he desires an honorable position. So an elder must be a man whose life is above approach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must not be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? An elder must not be a new believer because he might become proud, and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. I want to stop right there. That word integrity means 
being the same person you are in private as you are in public. And that's something I've need to do a better job at myself that really there's certain individuals or certain environments to where I can be super goofy and super non-filter and really just have a lot of quarrelsome jokes. But if I'm being honest with you guys, when I get around people who are more um, you know, aligned with God's word, who are more in-depth with that, I have a more serious conversation. We grow, we stretch each other, we encourage each other, but we also challenge each other. So I know for me personally, I need to step up and be more of a leader that God has created me to be regardless of the environment today. And maybe you guys can relate that sometimes we, uh, depending on the environment and who we're around, we act super goofy or we show uh, divided loyalty. So we got to be loyal to what God's called us to be as far as a leadership perspective goes. And that's something that I'm trying to do a better job at myself and trying to uh, be more appropriate and trying to grow in that too. So maybe you guys can figure something out or find something in your own life today to where God's trying to stretch you to grow and have that integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the new faith, now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them closely examine if they pass the test, then let serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and household well. Those who dwell, do well as deacons will be rewarded uh, with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. This first one, if you're taking notes, is talking about self-control. As a leader, we have things we got to work on continually every single day to become more Christ-like. Uh, it is not about being perfect, but it's about having that attitude of progression and having that self-awareness of what are those things that we need to accomplish in life uh, in order to reach more people, in order to uh, do one for what you wish you could do for multitudes. So self-control is the first one. Maybe for you today, it's overcoming some kind of addiction, some kind of hurt, some kind of habit or hang up, some kind of lust. Uh, for me, it was overcoming a lot of lust. I wasn't exactly pure uh, in my adolescent years, unfortunately, or even in high school. You know, my walk with God was very crooked. I was following a very deconstructive path and it took an individual in my life who I live quite dearly to kind of get me back on that narrow path. Uh, and there's still times I fall and slip up. And there's certain things in my life I need to be more self-control of. I could do a better job at not always saying what comes to mind, you know, controlling the tongue more. And so that's something I'm trying to grow more in, more discipline and, and learning what to say. Uh, and also just thinking pure thoughts, right? Because we're guys, we're very visual creatures. That's something we have to work on. So as a leader today, it is important for you to exercise that self-control. Not only that, but it's very vital that you share with your people in your organization, or maybe you lead a business, that you have went through the same similar struggles because a lot of people today have a hard time meeting those individuals right where they're at. Maybe your organization has a high turnover rate for employees, and there re there's a reason for that because we're not willing to have self-awareness, we're not willing to evaluate, we're not willing to have those candid and care conversations with those people uh, about those things that we went through. So getting to the point of self-control what does that look like for you today and how can you grow in that area? I know for me specifically, like I mentioned briefly, just, you know, being more appropriate and trying to not always say what comes to mind and stop trying to interject people all the time. That is very rude and that is very off-putting. First Timothy chapter four, um, starting in verse six, 
out of the New Living Translation. And then we're going to talk about being a servant specifically. I think this is very vital. This is something that has really helped me out a lot in my leadership, has helped me to continue to grow, and I continue to learn from people who are younger, uh, but also people uh, that are older too. So regardless of wherever they're at today in life, from a positional perspective, as far as maybe you know they work in fast food or maybe they're a CEO of a company, uh, we can learn from everybody, right? We get so focused on the appearance of we can only earn from uh, certain individuals, and that is a very narrow mindset. That is something I've had to break in my life. We can always learn something from anybody, regardless if it's you know right, regardless if it holds merit or value. So starting in verse 6, if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So physical training today, what's that look like for you what does your diet look like? And the second one, if you're taking notes, we're talking about servant leadership. So many people today are very unhealthy in their servant leadership because the physical, this, the temple that God has called us to steward so much, we've lacked doing a good job in that. We've lacked you know, diet, following habits, nutrition, making sure we got the right diet, the right supplements, the right routine, rhythm, and regimen daily. So what's that look like for you today in order to be a servant, in order to serve more like Jesus I know for me specifically, it is physical training. It is the diet, but also that is not the end all be all. Jesus is the cornerstone of all this, and he's helped me to navigate some things in the right direction as far as habits go, as far as diet and discipline and workout routines go every day and supplements as well too. So in order for you to serve to the fullest, we have to have a healthy temple, and that starts with self-evaluation. That starts with opening up about some things that we need help in. For me, years ago, that was, I know I needed to lose a significant amount of weight. It wasn't healthy. Also, at that time, too, I wasn't necessarily following God. I was praying. I was listening to some worship songs, but most of the time it was ACDC and some Metallica. Back in the day, some Thunderstruck, you know what I'm saying? So, servant leadership is about meeting people, is about doing the dirty work. It's not always about having that conversation it's not always about trying to you know get the recognition for the photo of the community service that you did last week last wednesday at mrs smith south moaner yard you know all that stuff it is about getting dirty it is about having a healthy body so the second one is servant where is it today in life that you need to grow in for me i know i could do a better job at being a better listener I know some people might not say, well, Tanner, that's not really serving. Well, yes, it is. I could do a better job at listening because it helps that person to share some things in their life. So Jesus came to serve and not be served. It wasn't only maybe you know you need to take out the trash more, you know you need to do the laundry, do your chores, all those things, etc. Do what your wife asks you to do so you don't get put in the doghouse, right? Um, all jokes aside, there needs to be a healthy balance of doing the dirty work too, right? Doing those things uh, and really allowing Jesus to do something in your life. Going on in verse 9, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people and particularly of all believers. 
Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live and your love, your faith, and your purity. So it doesn't matter how old you are today. It doesn't matter your title, your position, uh, where you're at in life as far as, you know, if you're in high school, college, or maybe you're retired. Uh, so many of us today, and even myself included, put a lot of limitations on ourselves that we can't be a leader because of our age, because of our background, because of where we've been, because of what we're currently going through right now. And that's just false. God can use you right where you're at today. He can use you to uh, be a catalyst to somebody else, be somebody um, that goes out and serves other people and help them to to grow in their faith, right? And just sharing your personal struggles, but also the successes in life too. A lot of times in my own personal life, I've been like Peter. I've denied Jesus three times or I've you know put up barriers. I've put up roadblocks and I've blocked out certain people in my life who should have been there. But for me, I had to build trust. I had to build confidence. And that's something I'm working on in an area of my life right now, trying to build trust with people. That's not easy. That requires me to break down barriers to get super vulnerable, which I don't have a hard time doing, but years ago I did, and I'm still learning that some things in life, I'm going to have to continually meet people right where they're at because they've met me right where I am at too. So limitations, we all have limitations. We all have a sense of anxiety or maybe fear or inadequacy at times. Uh, I know for me specifically that sometimes I worry about the future, I worry about things that I can't control, and I have to learn to press in and learn to let God control the situation. So limitations, we've got to get rid of those. So many people who are 30 and 40 years uh, you know, into their career, they've let something that happened in high school dictate of how they perform every single day. They have that limitation. I'm not enough. I have this learning disorder. I have X. I have Y. I personally had a learning disorder growing up, but I overcame that because God continually shows up in my life every single day, and I used the things I went through, the struggles, to show people that it can be done, that he can use anybody to have a significant impact on the people around them. It just requires us to be faithful every single day. That is not easy. That is a decision, and that is a discipline that I have to continually make, even though some days I don't really want to read my Bible you know, go to the gym, eat healthy. I'd rather choose convenience. I'd rather choose what's cheap. And unfortunately for a lot of us today, we know that always convenience and cheap isn't always the way to get us to the top in our leadership game because it'll do good. It'll feel good in the moment, but unfortunately it'll leave us very unsatisfied and very drained, if you will. So we covered three things today, self-control, servant, and limitations, being the leader that God wants you to be versus what culture wants you to be. I think that's easier said than done, but you do. You have leadership ability, you have roles and responsibilities that God has called you to go out there and to equip other people with today. So yes, don't always walk around so high and mighty, meet people right where they're at. We as Christians, myself included, could do a better job and not going around walking up so high and mighty, acting like we're super confident, we have all our crap together, because we don't, I don't, and you don't either. It is about showing a heart of humility and really just meeting people and having that servant leadership heart wherever you go today. That can be as simple as opening the door for somebody, uh, as showing somebody that you love some gratitude, encouraging them, taking somebody flowers, taking somebody chocolates, you know, giving the employee at work some recognition, giving them a day off. Maybe it's on a Monday or Friday you choose to do that for your employer. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but I know that there needs to be some sort of encouragement, but also some hard work 
and continue to love people and continue to meet people right where they're at like Jesus did. So we talked about leadership today. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And if you found this content helpful, please remember to like, share, and subscribe with family members and friends. Greatly appreciate it. Till next time.